Uh, this is another episode of The Artistic Director. I am sitting here with Montetre. Montetre, how are you doing? I'm doing super duper. I'm doing great also, so it's <laughs> good to hear. Um, let's acknowledge really quick that there's jazzercise happening above us, and so it's just like... It's, which is interesting because the play that I think we're doing next at Mr. Theater is going to be called Same Building as Jazzercise. <laughs> That's perfect. That's and perfect. it'll be a play that they're doing. I think the play is called Carol in Line. And the, when you come to the play, you'll be given a handbill for the Carol in Line, but Jazzercise will start happening. The advertisement itself will look like a misprint, like Same Building as Jazzercise should have been at the bottom in small print, but it just like the wrong printing guide they went through or whatever, just bad Photoshop, whatever. Probably not even, not even Photoshop, you know? And, and yeah, so this play starts happening, and that's this place about relationships and mental illness and just people, like, a drama, you know? But yeah. then Jazzercise starts happening, so it becomes a, just a whole like, cacophony, just, just, <laughs> you know, and just uh, it becomes funny. You can yeah. actually address all of these really disturbing elements, and the audience doesn't have to feel uncomfortable. Yeah, that's very, and that's interesting, like, using the architecture of the building, like, mm-hmm. yeah, utilizing the space instead of, like, just not paying attention to it. It's really fascinating. I'm thinking about doing, like, a like a long run of it, you know, just, like, maybe once a week, every Thursday or so, when Jazzercise is actually happening. Or we just do it for a few weeks in a row and we have our own recording. I'd rather really just utilize. The Jazzercisers seem to, the ones I've told, they seem to be okay with it. Cool. Yeah. Um, so, uh, for the listener who's not familiar with you, can you give a brief history of yourself in the theatrical world that led you to being the artistic director of Mr. Theater? If you asked me a year ago if I was going to be doing this, I'd say you're crazy. I mean, oh, that's, that's, cool. that's nuts. I wouldn't know. But I was acting a lot during that time. I'd done a lot of theater. I'd just gotten done doing a uh, feature film that was all in one shot. It was 90 minutes, one take, one shot. What film? It's called Marty in Transit. Okay, I haven't heard of it, but I really like one-shot films. That idea is It's really nuts. It goes in with cars and buildings, and we shot it while the sun was rising. And I just got so sick of movies at that point, uh, <laughs> directing them, writing whatever, anything about them. So I said, you know, you know what? I'm gonna. Steve Martin had this really good quote in, in his autobiography, Born Standing Up. It was, um, writing is what you do. You like that one? Oh, yeah. Man. Writing is what you do when you're ready. Acting is what you do when somebody else is ready. Uh-huh. Or maybe that was in that book. Anyways, it's a quote from him, but there's a lot of great quotes in that book. Um, anyhow, he... Uh, that, that's why I just started doing a lot of acting. And then I got that acting bug. We were going to do the play here in Portland, The Room on stage, based on the terrible movie The Room. And... <laughs> we didn't like what we were getting offered, and then Ryan, my co-owner of this theater, he found this space, and we saw the location, and saw the 18th and Burnside, it's on the main vein. You're, it's got a huge parking lot, it's 2,000 square foot space. The, Rent was doable after if we could get it to work. We did the math. We're like, okay, this is possible, you know? Yeah. So we signed the lease on my birthday on October 5th. Before we even signed the lease, we'd gotten all these seats from this theater that closed down in Salem. They gave us an amazing deal on them, uh, which had uninstalled them all. And that was, that was a, that was, so 40 days, 40 nights later, basically we opened on November 17th and we did our first play. So we did a play and built a theater at the same time. And it was just, and that's, we've been just hitting it since. That's, yeah, so the forces that be kind of all came together for It was nuts. <laughs> well, we did a little bit of fundraising. We had a couple of different in-kind donations. Uh, yeah, it, it worked out pretty well. Like, it was just a lot of, a lot of work. You, could, you do these, like, you, you showed up today and I, I almost kind of, I knew that we had a meeting. I just didn't, I didn't, I kind of spaced when it was. You yeah. Know, cause I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready for the comedy show tonight and just editing in a commercial for the current play that we're doing. And yeah, so it's just... Things are happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm, I love I love podcasts, so this is fun. You know? Great. Uh, so, th- so this podcast is focused on artistic direction, and I ask my guests the same question at the beginning. Uh, and it's a big, ambiguous question, so feel free to answer it however you wish. Uh, but the question is simply, what is your artistic direction? I mean, I guess I would say I... I 
I like doing stuff that people say is impossible. Cool. That's great. And then you do it anyway. Yeah. You know, or you get pretty close. You shoot for the stars, you land on the moon, kind of a thing. You yeah. know, so I've done that, that one shot movie, you know, for instance, I was told by a lot of people that that's never going to happen. You know, it's yeah. never going to work. And yeah, sure, sometimes we, we there were no ones who were thinking, oof, oof, can we do it? Same thing for the theater, you know? So for me, I mean, the artistic direction is to consistently, to not necessarily repeat ourselves, to if we were to say do uh, a play again, we, we do some other different iteration of it. I don't know. We, we just love to bring stuff that is kooky and, but also, uh, I don't know, I guess you could say real and almost feels supernatural like with with the acting where it just seems like that's what, well, did that guy just fly or yeah. is that guy going to collapse and die or I just, I love audience interaction as yeah. well. Um, re, I love, misdirection is a big, big, big deal for me. I just love when you can point and, a, and you can even get in a room and adults to like look behind them and yeah. you're just like, oh, the mountains over there and they're like, what? And you're like, what, what are you doing? There's, there's no mountains behind Yeah, you. of course there's no mountains behind And yeah. then that kind of like brings in the magic element of mm-hmm. theater which is really fun. Yeah, musicals are fun too and it's all, it's all fun. We, yeah. we do a lot of poking at early like bad B movies and things like that just yeah. to kind of reveling in it because we just find it funny, you know, not like making fun of those set films or filmmakers. Yeah. I mean, I respect everybody who's ever put their art out there, you know, but there's something to be said for the some people's ideas and the way their brains work, and you're just like, God, why did they make that decision? And then yeah. just kind of reveling in that and kind of becoming that and just learning from other people's mistakes, I guess, and yeah. celebrating that, I guess. Yeah, no, no, uh, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Uh, do you do shows every single day here? Do you, almost, it, almost. Okay. Yeah, almost. Wow. In October, yes, we'll have shows every day. Alright, that's, yeah, well, like, how did that come to be, like, why, why that, and how did that, like, come? We needed to, I, well, I don't like not having the doors open when we can have the doors open. Mm-hmm. I mean, when Jazzercise is happening, I've even come up with a way to where we can, I can do a play and yeah. while Jazzercise is happening, yeah. you know, so it's just, you know, you just have to, if we had a train outside of our place, we'd probably do Streetcar Named Desire or cool. all sorts yeah. of fun stuff, you know, but we don't have a train. But if we did, you know, we would. I, would. I would figure out different, we'd write our own place that involved trains or whatever, you know. It's all about figuring that, I don't know, you have to make sure it feels unique, and I kind of like to run this place like a legal speakeasy, to where it just kind of feels, you know, just sort of, like, I, I wish you had to go through catacombs to get in, you know? <laughs> yeah. you know? Well, I mean, you kind of have to go through, like, a warehouse thing. Yeah, like, yeah still feels there like... is a labyrinth of sorts, yeah, you can, yeah, yeah so that's, that's fun. Yeah. yeah. And then there's the looking at the website. There's like a little bit of everything that goes on. It, it feels like there's not like one thing that Mister Theater is. Mm-hmm. Rather, it is a like a small swath of things yeah. that the community wants. Well, you want to diversify, you yeah. know, so that way when the economy collapses again, uh, you know, you have inevitably, a, yeah. <laughs> inevitably, you, you end up ha- you end up landing like like in the arms of other people around you that you're surrounding yourself with, you know. I mean, I'll, I'll go out and I'll, I'll meet people and I'll bring people in from Europe and I'll show them the spot. We'll have like a little soiree and then they tell their friends or, you know, whatever. It just, it just, it, it, it just flowers outward. You know, it's, it's all about just building that light and people seeing it and, yeah. and then them coming to it. So while at the same time kind of feeling like, like they're in the know, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's uh, an idea that I've been toying with and I like bringing up on a lot of the episodes is the idea of theater as a dialogue. Where you are, it's not just the audience comes in, you spit a thing at their face and they leave. Right. It's, you listen to what they're saying, you engage with them on a a level that they can comprehend, and then you let them have the conversation afterwards. Mm -hmm. So it's really intriguing when you have, like, different, you have comedy nights and you have different plays and you're doing, like, 
jazzercise is like I would I would argue is a way to incite the dialogue. It's like, can you believe we saw the show that acknowledged that jazzercise is happening <laughs> upstairs? <laughs> the title was really hard for me to figure out. Yeah, because there's somebody wrote one called Jazzercise the Play in New York, and it was I think really about jazzercise, somebody going into the classes and stuff like that. But I wanted to do something that wasn't just about jazzercise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I believe that going off what you said there, it's uh, it's in, it's important. I mean, I'll, I'll do the shows here, the comedy show tonight, and I'll think about the jokes for the next week. You know, and they'll just get me through the week. You know, you surround yourself with all sorts of different people, and it just kind of just creates your own like nice little high for you. You know, it's yeah. like it's kind of neat. It's it's like you're consistently throwing an event or a party for like all of your new friends and and like or, no, friends or old friends, whatever. You know, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's fun. It's fun to make people let people feel and feel comfortable. Yeah. So, uh, do you like? Do you, are you like one of those like uh, not one of those, but like a jack of all trades? Because you do you do like comedy and acting and like yeah. Do you write production? I haven't I haven't done any like real stand up ever. Okay. I haven't really ever played too much music on stage live, but but I've done a lot of the I've written plays. I I don't think I've ever yet yet directed a play. I've directed a lot of movies. I've acted in theater and film. I've written screenplays. Uh, uh, written a, a musical and uh, yeah, all sorts of fun stuff. Writing is writing's fun. I, I do painting too, and there's which is cool. There's a painter in this building, so we, we hang out sometimes. So we're gonna have a, a, one of the things that's coming up soon is a drink and draw, but it'll be follow. That's that follows an anime film that's like unknown that people come in and watch. <laughs> and then there's a dissertation while they're doing a drink and draw, and then maybe we bring in a model as well, kind of a thing. So it's just. I'm just trying to make it as you know weird and like these little unique things as possible. Yeah, I want to have burlesque, but I'd rather have burlesque during a cool open jam session where everyone's like, you know, fooling around and it's just, but it still feels planned and you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I certainly know what it means. It feels, and I, I don't. Please take the negative connotation of this word away. But this feels like a weird theater. Yeah, like, this feels like a very strange. Like you, when I walked in through the doors, there's a there's pictures of a naked woman like covered in like flour or something like some sort of like dust. I don't, yeah, it's the current. That's the current show. Reveal <laughs> reveal all fear nothing. She got a great review too, um, which is which is good. Yeah, well, yeah. That's but that, like that leaves an impression when you walk through the door. It's oh like, yeah, oh gosh, it's like, it's not always that, but like yeah. I, I like for people coming here for their shows to to definitely feel like they get to, as if they're the play people, they get to kind of take it over. And that's the unique thing for all the other acts that come in here, the music acts and the yeah. comedy acts. They, their, their background is always changing, you know? So they, they get to, they get to be a part of uh, a new world almost every time they're in here, you know? Yeah. And they get to use that, they get to comment on that, you know? So how do you find acts or do, do acts come to you or do you seek out acts or is it kind of a little bit of both? Like, the, um, Well, I just met the person that sent us the act that's happening right now. They had come to see the room on stage and, and they and this this woman, Madison, who's doing the show here, uh, it's the one woman show. She was asking, hey, is there a place in Portland that would like to? Because, you know, there's a place that I think might just be weird enough. Like, yeah. I would accept that, you know, because... No, it's funny too, Mr. Mr. Theater, it's been called a sexist name by a few people and they don't, nobody knows, but Mr. Theater is played by a woman in our commercial ads and stuff like that. So okay. it's just, it's like whatever guys, whatever. And like now we have this really huge feminist play happening here. And so it's just, I don't know, I just, it's it's really fun to, uh, to, uh, so for people to, I don't know, I call them vultures, I guess. Yeah. They, they want, they want to, I don't know, no, even, even if you're doing something like that you feel is good for the community and you're not really taking anything from them, you're only trying to give, like there are still people out there that are like, uh, keyboard warriors, you know. Yeah, but and, and, uh, there's always going to be people who are focusing on the semantics, of it, you know? which is weird, you know. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, but hey, that's 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 how it goes, you know. It, it, it just helps build you up. But you know, I think uh, I don't know. I tend to I tend to focus on uh, try to focus on the good stuff that yeah. people say. But it's hard not it's hard not to to like I don't know. It's, it's 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 funny, you know. So it's, you know, people say you're doing this, so you try to listen as much as you can. Yeah. Say, okay, what is it that they could be right about? You know, what what is it that could help to do to make this better? You know. Yeah, it's about it's about engaging in the dialogue with your community. Right? Yeah, 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 totally, totally. Um, I, I'm I am intrigued by the name. Like, where did the name come from? How did that like name? We came up with so many names, <laughs> and then Ryan's significant other said, "Hey, why not Mr. Theater Montetre Ryan?" Montetre for the M and Ryan for the R, Mr. Theater. And we're like, well, that's brilliant. So MrMRTheater.com was about $9,000 or so online. <laughs> Somebody did, it wasn't even a, it wasn't even anything. It was just some guy bought the domain and it said $9,000. Yeah. So we decided to spell it out, making an ER on both words to match. And yeah. Yeah. Because that was kind of tricky for us too. Like, did we spell it with the R-E or E-R? Yeah. So what do we yeah. do? <laughs> so, so you started out doing the the room. Was that like the first production? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How, how did you when this theater was just so this theater is like relatively new. Yeah, we uh, opened in November this last past November on the seventeenth. That was okay. the opening day. Yeah. Wow. Um, it was just a warehouse space in here. Nothing in here before. Yeah. Just totally. Uh, well, the, there's the weight that closes the door right now. Yeah, and that's, um, that came with the place. Yeah, and then the, yeah, everything. And we had a bunch of bad shop lights in here. We we redid all the electricity. We're up to 250 amps now, so we don't have to worry about any of that. And, you know, and it, as soon as we become a nonprofit, we can start probably now putting up like back curtains over here. You know, and stuff like that. Like the little things. Yeah. I I look at this place. I see it way different. I want to have a mezzanine. My, my co-owner is like, no mezzanine. It's impossible. It's fire code and da 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 yeah. da. But, yeah. but okay, I'm like, okay, cool. What about a catwalk? Um, yeah. You know, so it's... And there's something, <laughs> there's something charming about it. Uh, there's like, as much as it's like disrupting the audio quality, there's something charming about that there's like a jazzercise happening and it's like, this feels like the nice middle point between a warehouse and a theater space. Yeah. Like you yeah. don't forget the space that you're in, but it definitely transforms as you walk in. Totally, here, totally. Sure. I mean, the floor is going to be doing, uh, done one day. We're going to do this thing called paper flooring where we put down. What I, what I want to do is I want to uh, want people to submit us all of their scripts, their, their, their plays, and we'll pick our 10 favorite scripts, whoever they are, cool. and then we'll put them on the floor and then we dye them in this color and then we put this lacquer on top and uh, it just it ends up being safer than the concrete itself, and it's also dark enough to where it doesn't disrupt from the plays. And also, I, I was having a difficult time trying to figure out like what writers do I pick, you know? Mm -hmm. like, do, how many, do I pick like a bunch of female writers, a bunch of ma a male writers, like, whoever writers, like whatever they identify with, whatever. But it's okay, why not just reach out to the Portland community here, you know, everyone spends like, you know, 20 bucks to enter, raises money for the theater, and who knows, maybe their script is picked, and kind of a thing like that. That's and cool, and then they're like, they're incorporated literally. Forever, the yeah, they're in the floor there, yeah. So, little things. It's, yeah. Yeah. So is this, um, this is like a community theater through and through, correct? In many ways, um, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say it's not community theater, mm -hmm. you know, as 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 it, you could say, like we're not we're not acting in a church or anything like that. Yeah. You know, like we, I mean, we we love our stage. It's a big, almost twenty by thirty feet. It's fun to jump around on. It's yeah. it's big. I've just acted on big stages and small stages, and just wasn't ever a big fan of the small stages. And so, uh, I don't know. Like it, it's community. Yes, it's community oriented, but it's not necessarily community theater. We definitely want to push ourselves further than just doing. Um, the plays that are done every year, or, you know, yeah. things like that. So, so do you? 
when there's a production, do you bring in an outside director and then have them bring in an outside cast? Is is there sometimes? Okay. Sometimes and some. So we will do auditions, but then we also there are certain people that we do like working with. We don't have a a team of we don't have a we don't have our own troupe as it were. Yeah. Yet. We have got people that we work with consistently, but not necessarily a troupe. It'd be cool to have a troupe, but then that takes on its own challenge of its own. I don't want people to come here and be like, oh hey, there's Jim on stage again. Because it's Jim's thing, I guess. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know? And then it can like dangerously get into this like exclusionary sort of category, exactly. where, especially because it doesn't feel like the the vibe, if you will, of this theater. So like, anyone is welcome. You just have to be able to be talented. You don't, <laughs> yeah. you don't even have to be talented. Just able to be able, to, capable of being talented. Yeah, that, oh, that's a very interesting discrepancy actually to make. Like, <laughs> the, like being talented versus being able to be talented. Like, can I direct you? Can you listen? You know, that's the most important. Do you know how to not be too awkward uh, yeah. around uh, around all the talent? Or, um, you know, <laughs> but you learn as you go. You're like, okay, cool. I, well, I don't know if I'll invite them back because that was that was pretty awkward. But hey, some people don't like me either. So who knows if they would even want to come back? So. Yeah, right. That's I mean, that's just like that's the ebb and flow of theater, and that's mm -hmm. like it's kind of like family. You end up becoming really close, and you either like them or dislike them, or love them or hate them. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's some sort of dynamic. Yeah, it's fun. I love it. I mean, theater's much more fun than film in the sense of building uh, an idea of a character and building that group, that group dichotomy and, and growing from there. Yeah, and there's there's something I really like about theater, which I, I really like the idea of disrupting the mindset, I guess, or... Like I think, like swearing and laughter do this very effectively, where you have a, you can go along with a train of thought, but if you laugh at something or you hear someone swear, it sort of like it kind of jars your mental. Yeah, it's mental it's, space. it's, uh, it's uh, horn honk. Yeah, it, exactly. That's a great that's a great metaphor. But theater does that because the people like you can see someone do something crazy in a film, but there's still that separation. Yeah, yeah, totally. Where in theater, if you see someone do something crazy on stage, it's like you're right there. Their sweat hits you in the face. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I go out. One of my favorite things to do, one of my favorite actions, is to go out to the audience and 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 say maybe touch one of the audience members, like on the shoulder or however much, or just get near them even if that's what the, it calls for. Is the actor to go out there? Maybe doing a song or whatever. And you come back to the stage. Now you've taken that energy back to the stage with you. They they they've they've now yeah. come back with you. You know they were there. They're there. And so that's 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 cool to me. Yeah. And so what? So man, this is—I I didn't realize this was less than a year old. So I'm like, oh. <laughs> but it's—it's it's great. It's like very like for being less than a year old, it's very established. Um, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. We'll have a hallway over there one day, and that'll be our wardrobe area, and then we'll actually have a window put up right there for that. You know, for the for the sound booth. I mean, yeah. It looks like a window now. Yeah, no, no, it looks great. It looks like a a, a good old sound booth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I my my question is like, what what is the future for this? What, what do you envision? Uh, in the future, Mr. Theater being that it is not right now. Uh, I, I'd like to. I'd like to franchise it out to uh, like another like city somewhere as well, cool. you know, or out to another country or whatever, and you know, just to just to do that. But before I can do that, I need this place to have its uh, ten weekly shows, its its four weekly plays, or the one play four times a week. I need to have it. Uh, we're talking about maybe doing some like escape room things here at one point, cool. you know, oh. just like you know, like just to help out with maybe corporate events or schools or things like that. We can use them as write-offs or however or whatever, pulling more funding for the. Basically, I just want this place to be completely self-sustaining, capable of hiring on employees that can come in and just like come in and out, 
And uh, I mean, I'd love to have a three camera system set up over here. Like, yeah. so when we do our live performances, we can do live editing. That can cost some money. There are some ways to get that for free through a lot of the community media. Mm -hmm. However, it'd be nice to just be able to spend that however much money one day and just be boom, boom, boom. Yeah, and you're you're definitely if if you don't mind, you're definitely a shoot for the stars sort of because like because <laughs> other interviews I've done and people were like. We're doing five productions a year, and it's like we're doing a lot for theaters. <laughs> yeah, that's why we we only we only do like one or two ourselves. When we did Clue, we had to build um, Ryan, the co-owner, had to build I think nine doors or something like that, and he's like, "No more doors. I can't do doors anymore. I hate doors." And, yeah. <laughs> so why'd you agree to do Clue? You know, whereas the room was a very easy set. It was it was and it, it was and we even doing it as the first play for the theater was like a, a brilliant stroke because the play, movie itself was bad so like the tarnished nature of the theater when it was first opening really kind of added to that you know yeah. uh, brevity I mean the stage was even smaller it was this this whole side was gone it was so we had a lot more floor room out here it was, uh, it was definitely different yeah that's and that's enough like the, the I can see Portlanders Portland goers or Portland is there a term for people who live in Portland uh, don't use Portlandians they don't like okay, that okay yeah that's yeah, yeah the, the showroom that. <laughs> they don't like that, don't um, like that. but anyways people in Portland I can see like the, the room has a cult follow, following and it's a weird movie yeah and so like the whole idea of keep Portland weird it's like I can see a lot of people really really just engaging with that pretty much immediately they come in here and they'll see the poster for the room like because I have got them all all the reviews and stuff all cut out and put them in their own little individual frames and they'll come up and they'll say is this happening now is this I miss I can't believe I missed this yeah. but I mean we, we promoted it for, for a month you know we didn't have a lot of time I mean so the, the amount of audience members we even had was a good sign that like something could happen I think yeah I think we had we had like 50 people show up at once for the room. We did like 15 shows. It was during this giant snow storm December. Oh yeah, the weird thing that happened last year that I heard about. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So we lost a couple of nights of a show, but nothing, nothing too bad. Yeah. Um, but more than we wanted. Um, but you know, uh, the question was uh, what. Um, Oh, I'm sorry, I got lost there. Oh no, I was just talking about the room. Oh, I, actually, I so I have this other like mental train of thought. You're talking about uh, shows coming here that are too weird for really? other places, hmm. and that's like that's so interesting because of the whole keep Portland weird thing. Is right? like, shouldn't there be weird theater everywhere? But if you're the theater. The, where weird people go to when they're too weird, like that's very intriguing. That's, that's not. That's like, a, and I, I, those aren't even my labels. You know, what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with it. You know, weird is weird is normal to me. Yeah, no, know? well, we, weird is a positive word. Yeah, in my, it's, in it's my very world, good. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird is is weird is fun. Uh, theater should be theater should have an air of dangerous a danger to it. It should it shouldn't be dangerous. You should do your fight calls. You know, absolutely. But you should try to really push yourself to that impossible limit. You know, that's yeah. why else are we doing it? Yeah. You know, and how else do you think you're gonna get hired for the next job by being lazy about it? I once got docked and pay for being too lively on stage. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I then I went on to fight these people, and I was on people's court, and I wasn't on, I didn't fight for myself. I was just a witness to these other people. They had jip money on. I won the case for him. I can't ever find the episode, but wait, like like the TV show People's Court. Yeah, with Judge Millian and all that. Yeah, that's delightful. Yeah, she goes, "Honey, you're an actor. You're, you know, you're not really going to make a lot of money." I go, "Oh, I know." And she goes, "You're the one that has a case." And I'm like, "No, I'm not into that." Oh, yeah. she, just, she loved me. We got along really well. I like leaned over to talking to the microphone. I, at that moment, I noticed the cords were not even plugged in. It was just a prop. She goes, oh, you're an actor. You don't need to talk in the microphone. I go, right, right. I can project. She goes, yes, you can project. Yes. And it, it was just very fun. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I can understand if somebody was literally stepping on everyone else's lines or whatever. It was, it was a, I played Scrooge 
and I had to learn these 35 pages in And you were two too days. lively for Scrooge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't like when I, because uh, they did another play where I was like an older Scrooge and Tiny Tim was an adult now and he had to learn this true meaning. And anyway, uh, <laughs> I had I taken a, a, a champagne glass and I'm, celebrate everyone! And I like threw the glass down over there behind behind everyone over there and like it, it broke this 25 cents thing and they, they docked me on that. And it, it was just, it was so funny. I mean, it was it's worth the story alone. Yeah. Well, you know, it was only 75 bucks or so, but it's still, I was like too lively. I, I like that. I like an insult that to me I take as a compliment. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. That that idea is very interesting. <laughs> of, like people, people trying to get at you and it's like, oh, oh you noticed. I yeah, see. exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, uh, I like to ask this. We're, we're a little bit into the episode. Um, I, I always like to ask the question is there anything uh, you want to talk about that we haven't talked about yet in terms of like theater, in terms of Mr. Theater, Portland, anything? Uh, nothing that I can really think of. I mean, well, unfortunately, a lot of theaters have closed down. Uh, yeah. Recently, that's and that's sad. Uh, uh, some really good, really great people. Action Adventure, uh, Post Five. I never got to see either of their plays at their theater. I've seen their plays at other places they'd had before, but so that's sad. I mean, a good uh, a couple of great, really great bars have also closed down. That everyone really loved. A place called Red Flag. A place called Club Twenty One. Just all these places are slowly disappearing, and so, and I and I think what it is is that. Uh, people set uh, to these unrealistic goals for themselves. Well, I'm, I'm saying unrealistic, but but uh, but uh, but, uh, but you have to. Well, I mean, our prices are low and reasonable because what if like nobody wants to do theater because it's too expensive now? Yeah. Well, even in five years, it'll like even if we up it like by a little bit, it'll still be cheap by standards or inexpensive yeah. by other standards. So I don't know. It's to me, it's about. Really, I, a lot of theaters they end up just doing their own stuff, and that's it. They don't. They so who knows about that crowd? They do. They're those people. That's it. Yeah. Who knows about so and so? So and so does. That's that's it. Uh, we, I, I you, like I was saying before about diversifying. The more events you have weekly, hopefully, the more different kinds of people you can pull in. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've got people that come here for the comedy show, and then the week later they're like, I'm here for the play. I just can't stand like these. These photos are insane. Like I just, what is this? You know? Yeah. So I need to give a couple comps out to people. I don't know. You know, my favorite thing to do is trade uh, comps for like haircuts and stuff like that. That's amazing. <laughs> that's brilliant. That's yeah. that's being like it's neighborly. Yeah, it's 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 like neighborly in a really fun diabolical way. Yeah, like, it wasn't oh, even my idea. Yeah. They go, Ooh, if you ever want to trade tickets, we can da 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 da. And I go, oh, okay. And you make new friends that way. Yeah, that's perfect. And then yeah, it's a, yeah. And then you engage your community, like going back to engaging your community. And then when you have like. A diverse set of play, a set of things. You get a diverse set of people, different mm -hmm. perspectives, and then suddenly, like your theater becomes this kind of like hub almost uh, mm -hmm. for for the local area, but also for the greater Portland community to come. We'll, to. we'll do the music shows, and people will come in off the streets during some of the jams and stuff, and they'll just they get sucked into like a light, uh, a fly to a light, you know, and they go, "What what is this? I, I live right around the corner. How long has this been here? What is yeah. what's going? Can I can I come in and look?" And you go, "Yeah, come have a seat. Can I get a drink? Yeah, get a drink." You know, you know, these are just neighbors. You know, we had we had our first neighbor complaint the other day. Oh no! Oh, what was it? I'm curious. Uh, this guy came out from the. He really came up and he, he goes, "Hey, uh, can I can I uh, can I close this garage door?" And I go, "Yeah, we should have it open to circulate air." Um, he goes, "Yeah, but I, I I can hear you from my house, and the neighbor has a baby." And I'm like, "Oh, so you're concerned about the baby?" Too? Yeah, no. And yeah. he starts trying to close the garage door. I'm like, "I'll, I'll get it, I'll get it." And I go, I was "Curious, where do you live?" He goes, oh, "I'm on the corner. I'm across the street on the corner. He's like catty corner to us." And I'm like, "Ooh." Our first complaint. I'm thinking, oh, school just started. That makes sense. We just got to keep our garage door closed because okay. if they're getting pretty loud, that can carry out. But yeah. it was just very small. You could you can't hear it when the garage door is closed at all. So it was 
uh, from like going out to those houses. So I, I don't know. I was kind of excited, you know, yeah. to like learn what the limitations are. Exactly, and it, it, it's going to get colder, so you don't need to have the garage. It, it, room. Exactly, and That's they don't care. Thing. Apparently, don't care at all in the summertime because that happened all summer. That's it. <laughs> but as soon as kids have to be asleep, you know, no, no, no good. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm curious. What is uh, what? What's the most uh, of the weird? Performances. What, what's the most intriguing? What, what, what's your favorite weird performance that you've had so far in the last year? I mean, I'm gonna just go with the room the on room, stage okay, because yeah. I got to fly in that. Like, <laughs> I got to play Johnny. It's good time. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. That's... Yeah, I love you, Lisa. Most <laughs> <laughs> fun I've ever had. But that movie's so bad. Huh? Yeah, it's bad. You know, he's so great. It was so fun to play him because you had to play it really. Uh, empathetically you had to really become him and I, by the end of it I was saying this is a great movie that he made like it's all about love you know yeah. it really just didn't but I mean then you step back and you're like oh my god you really got into it man you really became that, that guy because it's, it's a terrible movie yeah. it's a, but to be play him and not play him wrong you know but there was a lot of fun stuff too I think one of my favorite aspects was learning that for every syllable that he uses you have to turn it into two syllables so like I'm gonna say hi but he would say hi <laughs> How are you doing? Yeah. Nah. What? <laughs> that's really. Uh, but but like yeah, that, that's like th there's some weird variant of honesty that's happening within there. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because like the room was his passion project. It was his it passion was, project. Yeah, yeah. He just had a lot of people that didn't believe in him. He went through four crews. You know? Yeah. Oh, and, really? I didn't know that. And they oh would just gosh. they would they would just these are people that worked on the big movies like the Transformer movies and stuff like that. You got people that are just screwing this this schmuck over. You know. I'm sorry to use the word schmuck on the guy, but he was he was a schmuck in the business. He didn't know anything about that, yeah. and they knew it, and they just screwed him over again and again and again. Oh, he would rebuild his sets after he tore them down. Yeah, because he didn't know better, and you guys didn't say, hey, guy, this, you know. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying the guy's not a step to the left, but yeah. still, people could have learned to communicate with him more, but I believe that uh, money fuels a lot of uh, uh, interest and in, in especially in Hollywood and yeah, so absolutely they're not they're not they don't care that's why you get so much junk movies that come out anyway yeah, exactly. you know what I mean if anybody's to blame the movies bad it's the crew that quit repeatedly behind it yeah. they could have done a lot better it didn't have to look like a, a lifetime movie yeah it's 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 one of the subtle forms of corruption it I, is. I, I believe at least yeah I would agree I'd agree completely I've yeah. been a, I've, I've been there I've, I've had a I've had a DP that I won't name that was only in it for the money and I decided to use him the rest of the film as much as I could until like their contract was finished and I learned my lesson you know 90% of it I learned this from a good guy Scotty Azari was on this kid show back in the day he was the director and writer main writer creator of the show and uh, he said 90% of uh, everything is casting and that they're for crewing as well and it's yeah. been important like if you can rely on those folks around you then you're then you're, you're fine yeah so, so so how do you find especially when you have a lot of people cycling through here how do you find good cast for the show well you got to find people that are willing to free up a schedule at times I mean I've, I've come to the conclusion that I won't ever work with the cast again unless we have a work day a build day I mean nice. especially on Clue we could have definitely used the build day I just yeah. didn't know any better so you learn as you go you know a big cast like that I mean we could have painted the whole set together in five hours you know yeah. but it suddenly only had like four people doing it you know I did the floor the morning, afternoon prior to the play, you know, oh, it was to all these stripe. I created this whole kind of game boardy thing that Ooh. kind of looked like it warped around, and just used a lot of tape and ripped all the tape off afterwards. And man, I had to create white paint. I didn't have any white paint. I had light blue and black, and somehow I turned that into white. I'm not sure how I did it. Yeah, that's. 
That sounds impossible. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. It, yeah, it was like a kind of just this kind of silvery, white, like almost gray, but more white than. Anyways, it was odd. It was. Like, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like. I, I love the pressure. I love when the pressure is on. I I don't understand why I uh, my my buddy and I don't just like want to lead regular lives and make it easy on us. Like, hey, let's go to the let's go to Hawaii. Like, let's, yeah. Let's not. Let's not push ourselves to the brink of madness and still have people talk down to us you know it's that's i think going back to the original thing there's there's it's the your artistic direction and there's like some sort i think every artist at least who pursues it for a long time has like artistic compulsion also Mm -hmm. it's like there's something there's something deep down in here that's like happening that makes you want to keep doing art it's Um, neat you know you get to you get to well, with having the theater, people say, hey, you're going to finish that feature film anytime soon? I'm like, well, I've hoping the theater, so I, I you know, I want to, I want to get it done, but right now this is my, like, you can make another movie soon? Like, this, no, this is the project right now. This yeah. is something that's happening every day. It's a pretty fucking great project. Yeah. Well, I, think, I think it's pretty fucking great, too. <laughs> um, but uh, you said something earlier, and, I mean, the most difficult part is not finding, I don't think it's finding cast, because there's, I mean, there's so much talent out there. Exactly. So Especially much. In Port- Portland, the, the Portland theater scene is growing very rapidly, mm-hmm. alongside the city, but there's mm-hmm. a lot of very talented people there. The theater scene's been pretty big here for a little while, I'd yeah. say. It's the, it's the film scene that's really growing here, too. Yeah, I've, I've heard about this also, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's getting pretty big. I mean, there, you have a good community of, say, 12 different groups of people or so in each of the groups, and so, and so let's say in each of those groups there's about 50 people who know each other, and they all kind of just cross-pollinate yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. But the hard part is finding people that can help manage your shows, so like Dave Smith and Paul Pereza, who run my... They're a part of this band called Sweet and Juicy. They run okay. the Sweet and Juicy Variety Show and then the Jam that starts at 11 on Monday and on Thursday. The jams on Thursday, no variety show, and to get those guys in, to get the talent, to book for the variety show, to bring all these people in for this, you know, they 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 saw it and they understood. But I went through two other people beforehand. They didn't quite get it, yeah. you know. They just they're just dragging their feet. One one of them going, so do you have um do you what did he say? So do you have a subwoofer yet? And I'm like, what are you doing asking me about a subwoofer? Just book the talent and I'll get it. I'll make it happen. Yeah. Like, like just do it. And like, do we, do we even need a subwoofer? No, people bring in their own bass amps. We get, we have our sound system here that we can plug in for mics and, never, and all's good. You know, we just got a snake the other day. That was, uh, that, I, oh, I, nice. I was very happy about that guy. Uh, so we don't have to move our soundboard anymore. Anyway, uh, finding people like that, that are dedicated, that see the promise of it, that say, oh yeah, I mean, last Monday was great, but this is gonna be hopefully a slow night in six weeks, you know? And I'm like, that's that's the vision you need to have, yep. you know? Not, oh, it's gonna be a struggle for th- four more months or whatever, it's, you know, and, it, and nothing is a struggle as long as you can turn it into a game, you know? And that's what this whole theater kind of is. It's like a game, it's like a video game. That's a great perspective to have. You know, okay, cool, we have this, and that's gonna build that revenue on that day, and this will build, it's, it's, like, it's like playing Sim City or something like that. Yeah. Like each, each one of those buildings pulls in a different amount of money or mm-hmm. whatever, and and so that, that's that's to me that's fun. It's a it's a living money tree. You know what yeah. I mean? You just keep planting a little bit here or there. You got to plant the money to make more money. But it's yeah. uh yeah. So but I also am really good at foraging stuff for free. A lot of the wood, like half the wood we have in here, I, I got a lot of it for free. Um, you know, just stuff like that. Yeah. So I got a piano for free. Nice. Oh yeah, it's a great piano. That's, yeah. I've I've met a lot of really really talented artists who are also great scavengers. Yeah. Like they're really good at finding those things where it's just like you have to. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. And then these, other, these seats, right? Like, yeah. I know. Yeah. So we got these seats for two dollars a piece. What? 
Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, I know, right? That's but, awesome. But we got them all together. We had to take all 130 of them, even though we only needed to put up 78 of them. We got them all for $260 total. But that's incredible. That's insane, right? That is insane. We actually had them stored in the U-Haul before we even signed the lease because we weren't sure if we were going to get the building or not. So we were like, well, fine. Maybe we're out 300 bucks or so. But Yeah. Uh, but those are the sort of risks that you have to take to start up a theater mm-hmm. company. Yeah. So we got... Those normally cost 250 by themselves, mm-hmm. like one, you know? So it was... So the whole thing was almost like the cost of a single chair. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's, yeah, it's pretty. It's insane, right? And so you're looking at like twenty grand worth of seats. Well, you're not looking at twenty grand. The other, see, we have other ones stored underneath. Yeah. But but like we had a little piece break off the other day of one of these chairs, and I had to replace it, which is working with chairs is always a pain. Yeah. But uh, but we had the extra pieces, so it's okay. We can always re- replace stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was really nice. I mean, looking at, I mean, there are a lot of theaters out there that have church pews yeah. or banquet chairs, and I'm just saying. Uh, when I go to theater, I like to be at a theater. I remember, you know, I, I just recently started going to the movies again and just watching, like, The Godfather on the big screen or whatever and realizing why I even like making movies in the first place, why I got into it. Because it's comfortable. Because yeah. it feels nice. Because you, you just, even though you're surrounded by people and you have all this energy, you also, you're also, like, in your own little cool little bubble. You yeah. Know? But banquet chairs, you know, they cost maybe $30, maybe $25 or more. And that just like we were just looking at chairs and thinking, what do we do? I was thinking, well, we could uh, get a bunch of different chairs, have eighty different chairs, <laughs> I don't, yeah. and they're all different. Uh, and then we just searched for about a week, and I I searched outside of Portland into Salem, and that had just been posted hours before. Ryan was a little irked because I've been looking all week, and I go, "Hey, man, this was just posted. You don't, yeah. feel, you don't feel bad. Yeah, I jump on this. Let's let's, yeah. let's go though. We go. We found it. Yeah." yeah. yeah. Um, one of the things that I like asking also is uh, what so so say there's a hypothetical listener that's like listening to this episode right now and they're like oh I've, I've had a, an idea for a similar theater where it's like different types of acts every day of the week like mm-hmm. where we're sort of there, there's not really an ensemble but we're sort of fostering a community here mm-hmm. of people who regularly come in uh, what advice would you give those people uh, for square one starting out like what, what do you need to do to get this off the ground and have it stop being just an idea? Uh, well, you need to have enough money to pay for first and last, yeah. or your deposit and your first month of rent, whatever that is. Whatever they need, just get that right away and yep. drop that money into the thing. Find your seats immediately. Uh, get your wood, if you can, get it donated. Look at the theaters around you and your surrounding area. Do not copy from them. See what you can do. See what works for them and say, I want to do something like that but my own way yeah. without ripping them off. I also really like looking at theaters outside of Portland, say in New York as well, saying, oh, they do that every once in a month on a Wednesday, and they do that with this for that price, but this. What if we did something kind of similar to that, you know, but, you know, and so like, but that's just looking at what works for other people and then turning it into your own, uh, like, art uh, that you can bring in other people. Because by the time you start, it becomes its own life of its own, you know, and so, yeah, uh, what else? Um, have a small team of people with you. Have a don't do it by yourself. Have a best friend. Yeah. I mean, I've known Ryan since the first week and a half I moved here, uh, like eight and a half years ago. He cast me in a play. We became good friends. We were making movies together, and then eight and a half years later, we do this. You know, so it's just it's nuts to me. Yeah. But like, have you have to have a good friend beside you, and hopefully a handful of people that are willing to also uh, chip in some of their time and whatnot. Yeah, have a play ready to start right away. Just. Go in, go in balls out. Just go, just go and, and just do it. And don't pick a really complicated play for the first year. I mean, you can try for your second, but Clue was Clue was challenging. It set us back a little bit, even though it was great for an announcement of who we were. You know, it was still expensive yeah. um, to do. Just such a big cast and the like. And and then I would also say, 
Start a small fundraiser. Make sure you're very detailed. Do a lot of video updates in the very beginning. Um, make sure you, uh, promotion, promotion is key, but you don't necessarily need to pay for it. It's, uh, it's theater, so that doesn't really go far. Maybe get a street team where people can go put up posters if you want. We're more prone to using uh, postcards. So when you go out, you just talk to people. You have to go out a lot. Yeah. Like whenever you're done working, unless you're like really dead tired and you have another job the next morning or whatever, you basically have to turn this into your life. You have to be able to walk away if you can, or one of you, like you and your buddy, you has to have, keep that other job. But somebody has to stay here and man the ship. Uh, what else? You, you, um, yeah, you just uh, you have to go out and you have to talk to people. You have to be able to hand business cards out. So yeah. get business cards; they're cheap. Uh, hand. Figure out what your logo is. Have a great name too. You have to have a great solid name. We wanted this name like. Because I, I really wanted to have a mascot too, you know, oh. like a guy that you think about or whatever, <laughs> Mr. Theater, you know. Yeah. But you know, but going out and meeting people is the most important part. I mean, I, I can go down the street now. And they go, "Hey, theater guy, monetary, how's it going?" Yeah. And you're like, "Oh, I'll run if you, I won't see him for two months." They go, "I know you're your uh, yeah, your monetary." Right? And I go, "Yeah." yeah. Like, how's the theater? Right? How's it going? Yeah. I, I've heard about this show that's happening, and like you're like, "Oh, you you know." So. And that's it. That's all it is. It's fostering the community by actually going out too. And you can make money that way. Like you can bring people in that want to come and see your plays or they want to have their own plays or they want to fund you and be an angel investor or a benefactor of some sort. It's pretty wild. Yeah. I mean, and if you have that passion, then people will see it and, you know, just keep driving forward even if it gets hard, even if you want to hang yourself in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Just keep pushing forward. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have to accept the role that you are in a way an extension of your own theater when you are out and about. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, absolutely. You have to be very – yeah, at that point, it starts to become – yeah. Yes, you are. You were representation. You're a representation of your theater at that point. Yeah. We had somebody who had made some slight racist remark that would bartended for us once on on Facebook or something. I mean, I didn't see it, and somebody brought it to my attention, and somebody somebody put it put into a forum. People at Mr. Theater are racist. Everyone should cancel their shows there, and yeah. all this. And one of the good managers, Core Cohen, who runs the Saturday Night Comedy Show, she hopped on that like immediately. Yeah, that's she you got to like, like, You got to really grab those. Yeah. She goes, "Hey, uh, hey, Boo, just let you know, I just uh, stopped something from happening, but uh, <laughs> like, what happened? Core, what are you talking about? Like." So, so who was this person that did this thing? And I go, oh, they don't even work here. They don't, that, that's not even a thing. They worked here once. And I go, yeah, yeah, I told them that too. So anyway, yeah, she goes, I just want to let you know, you got vultures coming in, you know. I think that wasn't her where she didn't use the word vultures. That's my word. Yeah. Uh, come in and they're trying to swoop in and take the place from you. And it's like, it's just too bad that people want to take their, it's too bad that people want to take their quote unquote competitions, talent or whatever away. When when you create competition, it just makes it more successful if you're competing together. It's just, you know, don't don't try to take that. Just just like, gosh, it's it's funny. It's the same concept as raising minimum wage. The more you raise minimum wage, the more people will spend. It creates a better economy and more jobs are created that way. Yeah. It's just it's just it's it's the same concept. And so um, yeah, like going back to just trying to be as creative as you can. And yeah, I mean, I remember doing a play back in senior year of high school we did the taming of the shrew and the guy goes great production the judge for the for it was for what was it i think it was uh let's see what it goes uh districts and then it goes uh it wasn't we didn't even make it a state like regionals yeah maybe? It was, yeah it was something like that it was, it was a step before yeah. anyhow he's like it's good play good production just seen it so many times and i'm like that's a that's a you guys only let us pick from 100 plays like yeah. what do you want us to do here you know yeah. so it's the same thing too like what if you're going to do anything like what are you going to bring to the table you know, it's a, I don't know. 
A lot, a lot of they do a lot of uh, switching of the sexes here for plays here. They'll, cool. like, they'll oh. do like Reservoir Dolls was one. Oh, that's like, really cool. Yeah, yeah, that's very interesting. Or like that did it Glengarry Glen Ross. Uh, I think that was defunct. Uh, it would just all female characters. I think all female. I never got to see it. But yeah, you know, like just switching things up a little bit in your own way. Yeah. All right, well, well, we're running out of time right now. Montre, thank you so much for sitting down with me. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Uh, if welcome. the listener is looking for, or if whoever's listening is looking for Mr. Theater online, uh, do you have any plugs, any way that people can find the theater? Yeah, mrtheater.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, theater with an E-R to match, dot com. Yeah. yeah, and then you've got the Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitter, and that's all yeah. hooked up in there. And if you want to see shows, we do shows practically every day of the week, starting in October, every day of the week. Yeah. And, uh, the next play after Reveal All Fear Nothing is the Karate Kid musical called Sweep the Leg. So that's going to be fun. We actually got to meet the writer of the Karate Kid. Oh, cool. We're going to be raffling. He owns a winery now. He signs like some of the bottles. And he also like co-wrote like The Fifth Element and stuff like that. So ah. he signed all these DVDs for us. And we're cool. raffling those off. And so that's always going to be fun, you know. Um, and I like ending the podcast with this. Can you give me one recommendation of absolutely anything at all? It could be a book, a movie, a quote, way of life. Anything. I would say The American Astronaut. It's the best movie ever made. The Ameri- I actually haven't even heard of it. Yeah, so. it's, it's amazing. It's okay. a black and white space western <laughs> musical. <laughs> that sounds filmed in 35 millimeter. Yeah, done by this guy named Corey McAbee. Um, came out in 2001. It's so weird. It's so funny, and it's so good. Um, I always, I always say that's the one I always pick. That is really, really cool. Well, Montre, again, thank you. This was this was yeah. wonderful, despite the jazzercise, which thankfully which has now ended, just which, like it'll happen at intermission with the same building as jazzercise. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can find this podcast on Facebook and SoundCloud and iTunes. And listener, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have an excellent rest of your day. <laughs>